Good morning. You are listening to Capital Chat on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio, and I said I was going to do this. I made sure I double-checked my calendar to prove I was right. I have Kate Troll here to talk to me about her book signing that's going to be going on. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. That's good. I mean, the weather's not too bad. Uh, This is a good-looking day. I'm going to get out on a trail this afternoon. There you go. There you go. Now... Like I was saying, the big thing we came to talk about is you have your book signing because you put out your new book that is sort of a, a bit of a self-exploration. Is that a right way to describe it? Yes and no. Yeah, I do get into uh, events in my life, but it's really also a discovery story about how I was looking for a possible half-sibling, and I found two full siblings. So same mom, same dad. Ooh. Yeah. So instead of there being six, there were eight of us. Um, Hearing that many siblings makes me think of my dad's family, because that's why I have a lot of aunts and uncles. Yeah, and so many it siblings. Does. It does. You know, it, it, it was a total surprise. And it, uh, this journey took about uh, a year and a half. You know, it was not a, a, a linear journey, if you will. There were lots of twists and turns. It, it was a type of story that just unfolded, and just as a writer, you know, when you get a good story comes your way, you recognize it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a few notes here and keep track. And and uh, so it's uh, the subtitle is uh, it's a memoir of siblings, genealogy, secrets, and love. Yes, I was I was going sort of through the the, the brief rundown because obviously I don't want to spoil anything in the yeah, book. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell everything either. <laughs> No, but I was going to say I actually was relating a lot to some of the some of the book because a similar thing happened with my dad to kind of bring back my sort of my half joke earlier, which is that uh, his dad um, left when he was quite young, and so we ended up learning later when we were looking into my background because then my parents were like, oh, maybe we should also do it. We then found out that he had a lot of siblings that he never knew about, and so then over the last couple of years, he's been getting in touch with them and learning kind of about their lives. So hearing that that was some of what was going on in your book, I was like, oh, I can relate to this. I can. Yeah, it's been amazing to me, uh, even before the book, when I just, just was talking to friends around town and starting to tell parts of the story, it opens up their story. Every, you know, it, it, it's surprising to me how many people have uh, discovered uh, connections that they ne- never knew they had in this day of genetic uh, home testing genetics. No, definitely. So to, to kind of lean in on that, to sort of maybe tease some parts of the book, obviously, what led you to do that initial test to sort of figure that out? Well, about 35 years ago, I noticed an anomaly on my birth certificate. Uh, I was uh, born on a military base, so I read first time I read down to line 18 and discovered that, huh, it says number of children previously born alive now dead and there was a number one there and uh, I happened to have been pregnant at the time and you know mom what's this and she just oh it's a miscarriage so it was obvious she didn't want to talk about it and um, you know I shared the news with my other siblings and we just decided you know let's we don't we at that point in time there were no home dna tests right so it was going to have to be somebody going to courthouse records and and doing all that and none of us really had the interest of doing that and and really didn't want to cause any emotional pain for our mother 
uh, and our father, who we were both great parents. We loved him dearly. So we just let it drop. And then it wasn't until my daughter did her DNA test that somebody showed up on her list that had more DNA than um, my first cousins. And I know all my cousins. So that was like, aha, you know, putting it back with what I found on my birth certificate 35 years ago. And so uh, that's when I did my DNA test. And Okay, to, to use a metaphor, that's when a sort of the fabric begins to unravel. You're like, hold on. Yeah, it's when it's just yeah, you're just teasing at it, and you just start to pull it off. And a lot of things that I, I explain to people is that um, you know most people do these DNA tests to find missing relatives. It's the number one reason why. The second reason is looking for you know health issues. Um, but you need to kind of go into that with your eyes wide open, you know. Um, it, uh, in fact, I think there should be a warning label on the DNA test. Warning can be hazardous to your emotional health. Yes, I remember <laughs> yeah. seeing you say that, and I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's a pretty real one right there. Yeah, you know, but I have a story that shows that it also can be very beneficial to your emotional health. Oh, most definitely. I know, sort of to, to even relate a bit more, I remember when I first did it, it was kind of this sense of, I just kind of wanted to learn more about where where my family came from because obviously with like because my mother's side of our family is very well documented. There's lots of records there. It's there's a lot to work with. But then when it came to my dad's side, beyond you know my grandmother and her side of the family, we knew basically nothing. There was no records we had. There was nothing we could really figure out. And so then doing that helped me kind of figure out. Okay, here's all these other things that are part of this larger story that makes up where I sort of have come to be now that I just didn't know about. And it's super, I find it very fascinating to get into. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I felt very confident in who I am, but in this journey, I learned more about myself than I thought I would, you know. Um, I didn't realize that a lot of my quiet strength really comes from my mother, you know, as, as I uncovered some of her secrets, you know, my admiration for her just grew intensely. And um, one thing I'd like to make sure the readers uh, or the listeners uh, recognize is when I wrote this, it's not just a discovery journey. Uh, there are key points uh, and twists and turns in the story that allow me to reflect on current social events, like um, how much of our political ideology comes from genetics you know, that's an interesting topic. So uh, I looked at the topic of birth order and how that affects uh, one's personality. Uh, one of the interesting things was I found an historical account of homes for unwed mothers, the one that my mother ended up going to that I didn't know about. And so then that opened up a whole new chapter of what it was like, you know, to be a professional woman uh, back 70 years ago and, and um their limited choices. I mean, here's a woman who served in the Women's Army Corps, you know, um, and yet, uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell too much, but I guess what I'm trying to emphasize is that um, there is a lot more t than just the discovery story in, in this book. Um, right. And I think it makes it more relevant to people today. Okay. okay, so you're not te you're you're planting the seed in the listener's mind. You're like, yeah. okay, maybe I gotta go pick it up now. That's the whole idea. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, I'm curious. Maybe you could maybe 
plant a few more seeds on this front. You mentioned that genetics somehow plays a role in the political ideology. Now, this is a bit of my news hat coming on, so I'm going to be res- mm-hmm. I'm going to restrain myself a little bit. But what did you kind of find there? If you want to tease a little bit of that, what I found is it's. Ha- it's how the genes get expressed. There are certain genes that, that get expressed toward compassion and certain genes that get expressed toward authoritarianism, you know, wanting to be highly organized. And they estimate that about 30 to 40 percent of our political ideology can be affected by the expression of our genes. Um, so... For me, that's an important point to, I, so I can look at somebody who is on the other end of the political spectrum of myself, but I can look at it with a little bit more compassion and tolerance, realizing, okay, you know, they have a predisposition, you know, I got to respect that and, and, um, uh, and build on that. Okay. It's interesting. Hearing that reminds me of the old uh, nature versus nurture thing. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, exactly. hmm. I mean, obviously, events and your and who your parents are in your life affects more of your political ideology. Right. But it's interesting to realize that there is a component that's kind of set there early in life. You're like you have this presupposition, like okay, I kind of think about this, think this way about these sorts of things. Okay, that's definitely interesting. And so we do have. Uh, actually, we were quickly approaching the end of time. We actually went through that very quickly. I'm surprised. Mm. And so remind the the listeners where you're going to be doing your book signing at. Yes, the book signing is all part of First Friday, and it'll be at Hearthside downtown in the Merchant's Wharf. And my daughter, Erin Heist, is going to be playing music. She has a CD out of original songs. Um, In fact, most people nowadays know me as Erin's mom. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's going to be very nice. Uh, and if you want copies, they'll be available at Harside. And of course, there's always available on Amazon, but I prefer people go to Harside to, to buy their books. Support your local bookstore. Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. Well, Kate, I'd like to thank you for coming on. It's fun. You, you definitely piqued my interest. I'll, I'll admit that. You've piqued my Good. interest. Good. You've gotten thank me intrigued. You. But yeah, thanks for coming on. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to Capital Chat on KINY.